Okay, welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wired Podcast presented by FanDuel. Week seven. Um, week seven, we're back, folks, after a very <laughs> weird week six. And it might only be weird because I went 0-3 in seasonals, although I did well in FanDuel. It just was, we were missing some teams on Sunday. They were all back. The Bills were back. The Chiefs were back. Our Sunday fun day was back. Uh, I am joined each and every week by Jennifer Piacenti. Jen, how is week seven treating you thus far? So much better. I mean, <laughs> my personal fandom aside, which we'll get to later, and that's going to make us sick when we get there. But as far as my seasonals, fantastic. I think I won like maybe every league, but maybe one or two. And I'm in like a dozen. So that's pretty good. And it was so much more fun to watch. Like you said, you know, the teams we really like to watch a lot weren't on last Sunday. So lots of offense, lots of fun. Yeah, I I th- um I think I'm gonna go three and one. I'm not quite sure. And I mean three and zero oh in seasonal. Um, in our Gotham Gridiron District League, um, that's the one that probably is the most up for debate. What do you think? I have a 13 point lead, mm-hmm. and I still have Christian Kirk to go. Uh, the person I'm playing has Drake and Monty going. So two uh, versus one, but I got a 13-point lead. It's close, right? Um, yeah, and I don't think – I think it's close. I think it's close. Who are you playing? Uh, Brandon. Oh, she – so that's Brandon Marianne Lee. She won our league last year. Really, really smart football mind. She's um, having a rough year. She's one in five. She is. But, like, I, yeah. I just think that she's had some, you know, unfortunate things happen with her yeah, team. She yeah, has yeah. a good team. It is close. I got yeah. a very dis- – I mean, the – Devonta Freeman play was really what has killed me this week. Everybody else was pretty solid. And Kelsey didn't kind of go off. But this is the league. I mean, I paid for Brady. And, oh, what mm-hmm. a almost 40-point perform- performance. We're going to go around the horn and uh, and recap all the games. But Tom was being Tom out there today, dealing. He was. I have some comments, though, when we get to Okay, Tom save later. it. Um, And then... um. I want to just really quick talk about my my high stakes CJ McCollum league. That's the one I want yeah. to win the most. Uh, that one, I, I it's already over. I won, and I finally did the thing where most of you out there listening were probably in the same predicament. Is do you start and continue on this Drew Brees path? You know, I'm noticing yeah. on Yahoo he only has like a 39 percent start rate, which wow. is kind of crazy. Uh, to think, I mean, I'm holding on to the past. I finally started Justin Herbert and Drew Brees had a pretty good game. Justin Herbert went off and I needed every single, I think I won by seven points. I needed every one of those points. Thank you, Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert, thank you because you also helped me in some fan duel today. Uh, so thank you. And my Scott Fishbowl, Justin Herbert, we are, we're going to, we're going to take home the trophy. You and me, Justin Herbert, you and me. Um, I just want to talk brush over Thursday really quick that Jen, you on Thursday sent me the ultimate jinx text from <laughs> way down in the gut. Like, I don't know where, how, I didn't realize you had that much jinxiness in you. You never struck me I, as a jinxy person. I didn't think I was. I thought I was like, actually like cheering along. I was like really excited. And then it, it turns out I was a jinx and I've decided I'm no longer texting Jerry ever during a game not doing it not they getting go accused up 10 of being or whatever the giants went up two scores and they were looking good you texted and me, i was wow, like this i is guess the, the giants really might be the like the best team in the nfc east and i said oh oh no why'd you do that and then boom oh. boom boom game over evan ingram not only am i mad at you at fantasy uh i am mad at you now for dropping what would have been a game clinching pass and would have vaulted us into first place in the division yeah um but i got my revenge with you and the cowboys coming up but i wanted to talk about that game because boston scott big shots we got we got a little boston scott at least that was my saving grace was he was the one who caught the game winning touchdown yeah you had to wait till the very end to get the payoff but the payoff came. Yes. Uh, all right. So we are going to go around the league and recap some fantasy stuff. And then we have a lot of uh, FanDuel stuff. You know what? Let's talk about the FanDuel stuff now for a second. 
Okay. Cousin Sal, our champ Sal. from last week, who came on the show, bragged last week. That episode's still up if you want to hear Cousin Sal take his victory lap. And then he, he actually had the gall to put in another team this week mm-hmm. in our waiver wire mm-hmm. contest, which he technically shouldn't do because mm-hmm. you can't re-qualify again. You could win the money, but then you'd be taking a spot from someone else. He entered another team with Andy Dalton as his starting uh running as a starting quarterback uh-huh. and then um the 1v1 is pretty much official but we're just gonna there's still some players to go or whatever let's just say uh sal's got uh a lot of problems in the 1v1 thus far although it is not over and we had a really we pulled out a big gun that's all we'll say we did. and we'll reveal it yep on thursday but um and then also we have a little howard bender action bobblehead stuff going Right now, I've, I'm in 107th. You are what, in 130th or I think something? 119th. 19th? Yep. We all still we have still some have... players to go. Mm-hmm. Howard's down in the 300s, but he still has mm-hmm. like a quarterback and a receiver at the he very least. He has two players to go, yeah. one of which is a quarterback. So he has a shot. I have a receiver and you have a receiver. They're not the same receiver. So one of us... Yeah, I had to switch some things win. around. The Aaron Jones thing caught me off guard when we talked on Thursday. Yeah. I, I think we both built Packer lineups with a piece of Aaron Jones in there, and and we didn't really know until right before game because he didn't he was out, but then he traveled with the team, and there was still a chance. So I kind of reshuffled the deck. I went in on DeAndre on on Swift. I thought Swift was gonna have a I good like game. That. And uh, I tried to get a little sneaky with Traquan Smith. It didn't really pan out. And then I had Kelsey in there, and he just didn't. He didn't deliver, but they didn't need to. They were. That's like one of those Chiefs games today, and we're going to go around the league. They just were in control, really. Like, it wasn't ever really in doubt. They didn't have to do much. Right. Right. No, they didn't. And then part of what's so terrifying about the Chiefs team in real life, they don't even need that quarterback. <laughs> Half the time they can do it without him. They are so stacked. stacked. Now they add Lev Bell to that. I mean, it's just it's just obscene. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and Hilaire's starting to really <laughs> just come oh. come around. It, it's 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 pretty nuts. And also, like you know, that defense was the defense to play in fantasy this week. I, I guess now in hindsight, mm-hmm. looking at it, it's easy to see. Like, oh yeah, Broncos, bad weather. You know, Locke hasn't really been back that long. It just seems so obvious. He put up 28 points in FanDuel or something. Now it it seems pretty obvious. Although my Washington football team call, and we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that mm-hmm. game. Maybe we'll lead off with that game. Uh their defense showed up, but I don't think they really had to show up uh on time, let's just say, because your cowboys, who we're gonna discuss very soon, not great. I want to talk to you first though. How you feeling about that trade that we argued our first fight? How do you feel about it now? I I still feel absolutely fine about it. Um, as you know, I love Devontae Adams, but in return, I got Deontay Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, see, so- uh, this is why I, this is why I'm going back in on this. Okay, we argued okay. on Thursday because your your centerpiece. The filet mignon of that trade was Zeke Elliott. You kept saying, I have a chance to get Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to get him. Now you show up on Sunday after the game, just saying, I traded for Deontay Johnson, who was like the in addition receiver. No, no, no. I traded for Ezekiel Elliott, but I didn't just trade straight up away my best receiver for who I thought would be my best running back or one of my best running backs, I knew that I was getting enough of a receiver back that I could put together receiving points. Did you start Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson today? It was my dad's team, by the way. Did he I did start not actually Deontay. do this. He did not. He started he Chase started Claypool, Claypool. But that's the problem. Like, but you can't blame him that's for doing it. But, you know, I was actually talking to my friend Chris Meany this morning, and um, he told me, he's like, I think it's a Deontay Johnson game. I said, I do too, but it's a suspicion, so I'm just going to let my dad choose. And I decided to take Chase Claypool out of all my lineups and just avoid the situation because I got nervous. So now, in hindsight, after watching an almost full weekend, we have not seen Gaskin yet. The trade offer was Devontae Adams and Gaskin for uh-huh. Zeke Elliott and Deontay Johnson. Yes. Are you okay with that trade now that you did it, or would you would you take it back yeah. if you could? No, I wouldn't take it back. 
I wouldn't take it back. I still want to do this. I still believe in Z going forward. I think it's a mess. It's a disaster. It's gross in Dallas. <sighs> but ultimately, like, who is Miles Gaskin? He's like, a, Jen, maybe he'll be okay. But we're, like, maybe he's fine. He's the very average. He's accumulated a very average amount of points. He'll save you. He'll give you a floor. But really no more of a floor than Zeke Elliott will no, give you. Do you see what I'm saying? That's where we so get into trouble. Two, so now we're talking about two floor, at least two floors. No, I, I, I yeah. respectfully disagree. The Cowboys have the worst offensive line. This is coming from a they Giants do. fan, okay? I thought <laughs> we had the worst offensive line in football. We have maybe the second worst offensive line in football because the Dallas Cowboys have the it's worst bad. offensive line in bad. football. They have no quarterback, none, zero. Well, yeah, just like because I said, did you see? None. Did you see that hit by the, the way? Hit on was Andy awful. Dalton? Look, just because I have not been like touting Andy Dalton as a quarterback does not mean I ever want to see any player get that was like that. That honestly, was scary. that I, made me very angry. I tweeted and it about like, it right away. That was like so unnecessary. That was scary. That was one of those hits that you go, oh was, my God, I pray immediately that he's okay. We got the fourth stringer out there. This poor Danucci kid last week, he was like delivering papers Danucci. in Brooklyn. Like, what? I mean, like, what the heck? Like, he, our third string wasn't available. It wasn't available today for whatever reason. So, I mean, this poor kid, he's out there. You know, everybody's making jokes about him now. And it, it, the whole situation is terrible. However, I still do not regret making the trade because I think that ultimately this trade is going to end up being better for us. We still have Claypool. We still have Deontay Johnson. We still have a lot of good receivers. So I wasn't needing a receiver. What I needed is more floor until at least until Nick Chubb gets back. And what, I'm sorry, what my dad needed. We made this decision. Together. I am still going to stay on this Island and I didn't DM your dad and I wanted to, but I, I, I figured I don't want to cross any lines. If you, so, if you look at it now, I'm sorry. As of today, I'm not talking about like for like a franchise. I'm talking about in fantasy today. Gaskin, yeah, but today is one day. Gaskin is more valuable than Zeke Elliott right now in the moment. He won't be next no. year. He won't be when, you know, in maybe even in six weeks from no. now. But right now for the foreseeable near future, Gaskin is worth more than Zeke Elliott. He's on a better team. Disagree. With a better if offensive you say, line. If you said to me, James Robinson, I would buy this. Gaskin, no. By the way, let me ask you. Are you glad you didn't trade Devontae Adams? So glad. Because I didn't really want you to. So glad. Although the package was still, I told you, they came back Although, with Allaire and uh, Boyd. And then I was trying to. would have been really good uh, really, too. Yeah, no, it would have still worked out. But yeah, that's why you draft Devontae Adams or you draft him. And I'll finish I'll leave you on the trade part with now you got a coin flip situation each and every week, Mr. Piacenti. Now you have to decide, or you got to play Deontay and Claypool together, or you have to flip a coin every weekend and say, which one of these stud receivers is going to go off. Whereas if you had Devontae and Claypool and Gaskin, it's set it and forget it. You would just take the zero from Claypool when he gave it to you. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> probably next week, Claypool's going to have 30 and Deontay Johnson's going to have 1.4. You know, like that's the thing you're going to be I mean, dealing I with. I think that's probably true. There is going to be a lot of that in Juju's there too, but we have a lot more receivers than just that. Okay. It's not like there are only receivers. I don't know. Do you have we anyone have you could start over Deontay? Robbie Anderson. Okay, you can make the case Travis for Robbie. Travis Bolgum, who's actually pretty darn good. You have to admit that now. I, I, you have too many he receivers is. now. I uh, Darius Slayton, who wasn't good this week, but Russell Gage. Six points for Zeke Elliott. By the way, the only reason why that Gotham Gridiron District game is close is because I spent $82 on Ezekiel Elliott. That's the only reason why that game's close. He got me six points. If he does his yeah. normal 15 to 18 points, I'm up by 25 with Kirk to go. I'm golden. My Gotham Gridiron District, I'm losing by one point right now, and I still have, and his players have all played except for Arizona defense. I still have Russell Wilson, Allen Robinson, and Jimmy Graham to go. Oh, you're, you're, listen, Money. You're, you're running away with that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's go around the, the fantasy football Sunday here. Let's start with, I mean, this was, this was a ridiculous football game, and it was ridiculous for fantasy football. Lions, Falcons. Now, Jen, something happened today oh. that I, I, I've been a victim of. I've talked so many times about the Maurice Jones drew when he took a knee, when he could have ran in for a touchdown, but he did the yes. smart NFL move 
and Maurice Jones Drew. I actually interviewed Maurice Jones Drew about this. And he and cool. he didn't say this to me, but he was also quoted in other articles where he said, I will never do that again because I respect and love fantasy football. Apparently, Todd Gurley didn't get the memo that, uh, you know what? It's okay now to secure the victory and take a knee. What a game. I thought actually there was going to be a lot more points scored. That over-under was 55 and a half. So that game mm-hmm. landed on the under, which was surprising. Mm-hmm. But what on earth? Like, do you just think that, I mean, if you're a girly owner, you're super happy, but man, the Falcons, have you seen any team blow more fourth quarter, like sure things than the Atlanta Falcons? No, it seems like they are the best at it. They are (laughs) truly elite at one thing. They are the best team in the NFL at blowing fourth quarter leads. Now, fantasy wise, I switched, like I said, in FanDuel, I switched around a lot of things and I I don't know, Swift was just jumping out to me today and Mm -hmm. he got off to a great start in the game. He had like 40 yards right away and a touchdown and he didn't do a whole lot after that. Uh, Galladay's still a monster, you know, at least on the Atlanta side too. I mean, I guess you could say almost pedestrian game. I mean, Julio still had eight catches for 97, Ridley five for 69 and a TD. Hayden Hurst chipped in, but other than the girly play, there really wasn't anything fantasy wise. The both quarterbacks almost had the same exact numbers. So, uh, exactly. Almost identical. Um, yeah. I mean, they both gave you decent performances in your seasonals. Neither of these were big, you know, sleep busting things. I mean, I don't think a lot of people played Todd Gurley. So I guess if you did, that was probably a pretty good move ultimately, but yeah, I expected a little more of Kenny Galladay. I mean, I, I expected him to get into the end zone. I played him in our waiver wired. I mean, it was certainly good. It was nice to see Marvin Jones yes. get a few more targets. I think we were all wondering, like, what in the world happened to Marvin Jones? So that was nice. And, and you know, a lot of you who had TJ Hawkinson, you got your very dramatic ending to that game. So congratulations. Uh, you know, I got to say, though, I, I, did you ever think again, in football, you would see Todd Gurley get 23 carries. I mean, I kind of secretly hoped I would. I, I Me too. I love Todd Gurley. He's a fantastic player, but, but you know, the knock coming out when, was he's taking a lot of hits and right. And his knees and all that stuff and the arthritis. Yeah. And I don't know. I just kind of had this feeling that he wanted to do it for so any badly. Running back. I know I'm happy for him. Yeah. It's a lot of carries. I mean, I don't think he's been that efficient really, but at least he's got the red zone carries. Yeah, he's got, he, he, I mean, he had almost all the carries, really. I mean, Hill chipped in with like two, but you got to at least, if you're a a fantasy girly player, you got to at least be kind of excited to see him getting that many carries. I never thought we would see that again. Not because he's not talented, but because uh, just, you know, that arthritis. So uh, let's shift over to the battle for Ohio. Did you watch much of this Browns-Bengals game? I did not watch it. I mean, like, I had my Sunday NFL ticket, and I, like, clicked in one or two times when I saw it starting to, like, whoa, this is a game. Like, it looked really exciting. I missed, uh, but I missed a lot of it, uh, you know. What what do you, I mean, what do you have to say? You talk a lot of shit, let's just call it what it is, about Baker Mayfield. I do, and I still think he stinks for the most part, but today he had a very good day, and he should have good days like this way more often. Um, You know, five touchdowns, absolute monster, and none of them to the regular guys, the guys you expect him to go to. So I I thought that was fantastic. I love to see him rallying. I think he needed the bounce back. Unfortunately, I have a feeling he's going to super disappoint us again another week because he's just not consistent. Like he's perfectly fine and he'll have big games, but that's all he needs to do is have a few games like this because between this and the run game, once Chubb is back, they're going to be great. And I was thinking to myself, what a fun day it must have been at your house watching this happen and uh, like all the emotions, you know, OBJ maybe being at that had to like just kill everybody and then watching the lead change. And I know you love Tyler Boyd and you love Joe Burrow and they were so good. And I thought, wow, it would be fun to be a fly on the wall at your place. It's my favorite game of the day. A couple things to unpack. Number one, Odell, what was that? Like you ran in on the interception, you left your feet players. I, I, I don't know if I were a player, which I am clearly not. I mean, some unbelievable plays are made when guys jump over other guys. It makes Sports Center. It's it's a meme on Twitter. It's great. But 
it seems like it's starting to go more wrong than right more often. Like, to, I don't know about this leaving your feet and leaping in the air unless you're truly trying to jump over someone who's going low to like maybe take you out with your knees. Like, I don't know why he left his feet. That injury was weird, but it actually sparked the team. You know, it, it did. Mm -hmm. They were going nowhere yeah. at that point. That was off an interception and it kind of sparked the team. Um, here's a question. In the battle yeah. for Ohio, yeah. If you had to pick one Higgins, which Higgins are you picking? Because I was on T Higgins early. I made him as my player to watch weeks ago. I T Higgins is slowly creeping up the rookie receiving yards leaderboard. He's having a really, really good year. Um, but then you know, you had the Browns Higgins with 110 yards, just caught every target. Rich, I mean, Richard was big today. He was, and he stepped up because OBJ left the game. Um, as far as in general, you got to go with T. because he's been in the game plan the whole time. He's the number one targeted guy now, I believe, over Tyler Boyd even. Um, so you still got to go T. Higgins, but, but we do have this to look at, right? When you're going to your waiver wire this week, and this show is called Waiver Wired, Shot Higgins probably available. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can probably get him this week. You got to think about how much of your fab budget you're going to you know, bid for him. It was nice to see Burrow throw some touchdowns. Uh, that yes. over under on his touchdowns looked like such a lock that he would go over. It was pretty low and he mm -hmm. just hasn't thrown touchdowns. His yardage has been great. He hasn't thrown a ton of picks, but just no touchdowns. He today he did, he had, he had a rushing touchdown. He threw for three at 406 yards, but also now, and look, this was a shootout and this over under was 50 and a half. And this thing went over, you know, it was never in doubt. Could we stop the the burial of AJ Green now? So what? The guy's not an all pro stud receiver who catches a hundred balls and has ten touchdowns. He's still he's like getting better every single game. I'm not saying he's a viable yeah. fantasy option, but you know what? If you I am you're putting him at your flex position. Yeah. What's wrong Absolutely. with seven for eighty two? Depending on your PPR. Nothing. You know, that's either 15 points or that's like 11 points. Nothing wrong with that. AJ Green that's right. starting to get frisky. Agree. I agree. And I picked him up off a, just off a waiver wire last week. He was just still there. Like, I thought, really? Okay, I'm going to get him. If, if he's there, guys, grab him. Okay, so maybe he's not getting the big splashy touchdowns. But just, just as you said, Jerry, 80 yards, seven catches. 13 I'll targets. That's that's uh, pretty impressive. I think we, he, he's actually now going to start going forward now that Burrow's sort of broken the seal of throwing for touchdowns. I think A.J. Right. Green's going to start getting some touchdown catches now. And, you know, with Mixon being out, in, at least in the Sunday Million, I had a little share of Giovanni Bernard. He did get into the end zone, and he was even a big threat receiving. But mm -hmm. um, I, I don't see... Any issue, like, I actually think it's great. You know, you got Boyd, who is a monster. Let's just call it what it is. And that touchdown was not an easy touchdown catch. And he managed to hang on to the ball. You got T. Higgins. What's wrong with having, like, a veteran named A.J. Green to help those young guys? It's clearly working. They have a bright future. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest problem with A.J. Green that people are just concerned about is just the injury risk. Right, Like, is course. he going to be injured? And now that we've seen that he's been sturdy, he hasn't... He's been fine, you know. I mean, everybody's getting injured this year, so it's all the same, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, I have no problem starting A.J. Green, and uh, he is better than a lot of other options out there. Waiver Wired is brought to you by FanDuel. This season, there's a brand new way to play fantasy football on FanDuel, introducing best ball contest. The simplest way to play season-long fantasy. In a best ball contest, there's no lineups to set, no waivers to claim, and no trades to make. Simply draft 20 players through your traditional snake draft format. Then every week, you'll automatically get points for your top nine performers at set positions. At the end of the season, the teams with the top scores take home the cash. Best ball contests have a 12-player max, so don't worry if you're not a seasoned fantasy Pro. And I felt like you were speaking to me there, Jen. And if you want to try your hand at best ball but missed out on the start of the season, FanDuel is now offering partial season best ball contests. 
enter a best ball league by November 5th to play from weeks 9 through 16. You can enter a free contest or play as little as a dollar. If you're new to FanDuel, you could even get a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500 when you sign up with our code WAIVERWIRED. So download the FanDuel Fantasy app today and be sure to use WAIVERWIRED. Back to the show. Uh, sliding over to uh, Tennessee, another great game. The games, the games were great today. What an entertaining! This has by far been one of my favorite weeks, and it's probably also because I'm going to go three and zero. But uh, Steelers <laughs> Titans, the Titans are officially like the Undertaker from WWE. Like just when you think they're dead and buried, they just pop back up, eyes wide open. It was a very very winnable game. They almost stole it at the end, but there's a lot to unpack here. Ben Roethlisberger didn't look great. I mean, he looked great with some of his actual throws, but he had three picks. So two touchdowns. His numbers weren't great. James Conner is officially like the most vultured running back. I think at this point, he had a touchdown called back and then he dropped an easy touchdown. And then next play, Benny Snell ran it in. So, um, you know, Tannehill did his thing. It was a little more pedestrian and boy is AJ Brown back. I almost lost single-handedly because of A.J. Brown. He's just so good. Like, his talent is just so good. And the argument about A.J. Brown was, oh, but he was only good second half of the season last season. Well, guess what? That's about the time Ryan Tannehill started playing. So that's actually what we want to see. We want to see their connection. And they certainly have it. A.J. Brown's just really, really, really good. Do you want to play a fun game right now, Amy? Okay. All right. Taking quarterbacks out of play. Okay. Let's draft three players each from these two teams. You got the number one pick. Quarterbacks don't count. Titans, Which two teams? Titans, Steelers. Tennessee. Who you draft? Steelers. Quarterbacks don't count. Yep. So who's your number AJ one? AJ Brown. Over AJ over Brown. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay. I go, and this is what I want to check. I I want to take Chase Claypool, but I would. I guess I have to take Derrick Henry there. Okay. Who's your third pick? And then I would go. Because you know what I'm getting so at. I, I want to see, see which Pittsburgh. I want to see which Pittsburgh receiver you take. I'm first. getting James Conner. Okay, fine. All right, then you know what? I'm, 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 I'm. This is a big circle to get to the point I want to get. You know what? Okay. I'm gonna go with Corey Davis. Corey, you are not going Corey I Davis. I am. I am because I want to know not. of those three Steeler receivers which one you are selecting. I would take Deontay Johnson. And I really do mean that. And this is why Juju has fallen down the totem pole as far as targets, which worries me. And Deontay Johnson since his sophomore season, Chase Claypool is really, really talented, but he's still new. I'm not, I'm not quite buying. He's had three big games out of seven for sure. He has, but now what we're going to see is we're going to see defenses come in and say, we're taking out Chase Claypool. Is that what it was? So he only had one target today. One Target I don't for even think they schemed around him. Him. Yeah, I don't think they probably even they schemed game around plan him, but I don't Chase think there's going to be any reason that they're going to out, you know, so worry everyone's going to now focus on Deontay Johnson. I mean, they have three guys. I think what, who they're worried about is Juju and Claypool. Those are the two people we'll think about. And Deontay Johnson's kind of like a guy. And they still have James Washington they can swatch, swap they're in there too, loaded. which is just ridiculous. McLeod could come in and take a touchdown away. Like the Steelers are loaded. So they're so good. Mr. Piacenti, good luck each and every week trying to figure out if you're going to start Deontay <laughs> or Chase Claypool. You know what? Those are, those are high class problems. If those two guys yeah. are like who you're picking from great problems to have. Uh, did Janu leave the game or anything? I didn't see, or was it just wasn't a big part of the offense today? I just think he wasn't a big part of the offense today. I didn't see him leave again. Um, I did not look in on this game much. I was watching the two Texas games, the Texans <laughs> and the Cowboys the most because, you know, Texas. Can't wait to get to that um, game. I can't wait. But yeah. Oh, the Texans game? Yeah, we're almost there. We're going to get there. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to stop in New Orleans first before we get there okay. for a little, uh, again, another wildly entertaining game that I don't think, oh, it actually landed right on the fan duel over under, which was 51. So 27, 24. Yeah, my math is correct. Just proving, proving how accurate they are. Like that's why they're such good guides when we were attacking them for our DFS. They literally got right on it. So (laughs) the Panthers are three and four, but the Panthers are good because they 
they played down to the wire with a Saints team that is really good all, all across the ball. Um, yeah. I got to say, though, is the Mike Davis love kind of over? Like, is it time? Like, now well, if you're the Panthers or you're like, all right, McCaffrey, if you can come back, get back. Because now we're three and four. Uh, it's a tough division, but we can make a run extra playoff team. You know, now it seems like they certainly could be so I love Mike Davis. I've been playing him since he started, since he started getting more touches. But now you look at the Panthers offense and we'll get to those receivers. But oh man, they they are gonna be a problem for some people with C Mac back healthy. Yeah, they are. I mean, look, we I don't think anybody expected them to be three and four at this point in the season. We thought they were gonna be much worse. We didn't expect Teddy to be this good. And then they lost Christian McCaffrey. And they've been doing this without their stud. So I really like this team. I think they're really exciting. I think it will be good to get Christian McCaffrey back. He is who they built this team around, let's be honest. Mac Davis has done such a good job yes. filling in. But yeah, he's not taking Christian McCaffrey's job away. DJ Moore was the play today, wasn't he? And we all know he's yeah. talented. And a lot of people maybe reached a little bit and took DJ Moore maybe a little early. I almost did in a seasonal. And it's been a little disappointing to this point. I mean, he's been fine. They're just, they just have so many weapons. It wasn't even like he was having a bad year. They, it's been fine. Today he broke out and showed us what kind of a threat he could be. And it was really great to watch. And I'm happy for him. Uh, Cause even on, only so, on five targets, four catches, 93 and two touchdowns. That's big time. Do you, do you remember me telling you that I was really tempted to use my Teddy Bridgewater stack and the waiver ride contest did, and you laughed? Uh, I just had this feeling about DJ Moore. And let me tell you, you guys at the beginning of this, when that, when he first got the two touchdowns, I thought I was going to be a bazillionaire <laughs> because I was, I was big time in the money. Unfortunately, I, I mean, it hasn't, I don't think it's finalized yet, but I'm all, I'm going to be in the money, but I'm I'm not winning, you know, the the giant $100,000 pot I was close to winning and early on. <laughs> we we have a mutual love of Robbie Anderson on this podcast yeah. and he he's just like a 6 to 8 catches, 70 to 90 yards a game, like pencil in. He hasn't gotten yeah. the touchdowns this year, which is a little frustrating, no. but Robbie Anderson, at least with the Jets, and I've, I guess I've said many times, he was always the only Jet I ever really liked. Robbie Anderson was very much eight catches for 140 or one catch for 11. It was feast or famine. This year, he has been pencil him in for you know yep. 10 to 15 points a week. It's been it's he's the most consistent receiver like in fantasy. His yeah. numbers look identical every week. He and Will Fuller, right? I mean, yes. Who thought it? It's the weirdest, but I'm fine with it. Yeah, totally fine with we're going to get to Will Phil. Um, digging it. On the New Orleans side of things, you know, Kamara did what Kamara does. Like he's, mm. he, mm -hmm. I, he doesn't really get any MVP talk. It's so hard at running back. And his numbers aren't going to overwhelm you, but just be, he's clearly the most valuable player to his team, I think, in the league right 100%. now. 100%. Like, yep. And, uh, and you know, I, I talked earlier, I benched Drew Brees. And then was terrified because he had about 20 fantasy points almost at halftime. And he didn't yeah. really do, I mean, the Saints only scored six points in the second half. He didn't really do anything. Yeah. He didn't have to. But um, I tried to get a little sneaky. I told you, I started Traquan Smith. It was fine. Four catches for 54. Uh, it would have been nice mm -hmm. to see the Callaway thing coming for a low a low money player. But um, all in all, the Saints are sitting four and two and looking good. And they... We got to really just wait and see with the Michael Thomas. What do you think happens when Mike, what's going to happen? I don't know. I have to tell you that I don't have a good feeling about Michael Thomas going forward because I think there's so much going on. So he's had the high ankle sprain. Now he's got a hammy issue. In between that, he punched a teammate. Like there's just so much other stuff going on there. I feel like this is uh, one step removed from Antonio Brown. If we're not careful, like something's off with Michael Thomas. So I'm not trading for him. Um, if I have him and I get a decent offer, I might even go ahead and unload him because we're halfway through the season. He's given you nothing. Yeah. It's, it's just very curious. I mean, he, he went what mid first round, probably in most drafts, mm -hmm. mid to and late first yeah. round, you know, his numbers last year were uh, 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 unbelievable. They were football. record busting. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. But uh, well, we'll, you know. we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see, but till, till then, till he's back. I mean, I, I still, at least in daily, I still value Callaway and Traquan Smith at least for reaches on the right matchup, right day. I thought I thought today was the day with Traquan, I, 
but he'll probably do it next week. That's the way it's been going for me. Um, yeah, and Jared Cook been very solid yes, through all of this too. So a nice solid tight end choice. Don't have to talk too much about this battle for New York that was the Bills Jets in one of this was one of the games that I was raving about how great Week Seven was. This game you could have just auto simmed. Like if it was in Madden, we're playing Madden, we're simming this game to the next week. Uh, I guess if you're Josh Allen owner, you're a little disappointed because he didn't get in the end zone, but still played well enough. Again, Moss and Singletary just don't. I, they're, I don't think they're actual fantasy plays at this point. I bench Singletary and Moss. Do you think? I mean, unless it's the deepest of leagues, but no one's really running Singletary out there. Again, if you can't, you can't find the end zone against the Jets. You can't. I mean, this was the week, like you said, This is that's exactly right. I mean, the Jets actually do have a decent run defense, which people don't realize. But the, what was so weird about this game, and it's back to what you, you started talking about last week, there's just not a lot of offense in this game. So even though it seems like, oh, this would be such a slam dunk, you should roster all your bills, they're going to have big days. They don't because there's nothing to fight back against. And for the Jets, what are you going to do there too? So, and the Jets actually got out to the lead here and I thought, well, maybe this will actually be good for the Bills players, for Josh Allen, build up some of that confidence, get him, you know, and it's just, just the whole thing was just boring. Yeah, I did write in my notes while watching that game because I did have this thought over the weekend when I was trying to make the Singletary Moss decision of like, this just feels like, I'm not saying they're going to, it's a trap game. I think that's a little too much, but it definitely felt like a let's get this win and get the hell out of here without anyone mm-hmm. getting hurt. Let's just hurt. try to get in, get out, get the dub, and move on. Yep. And that's what it was. Although I did like to see, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Perrin? Perrine? I don't know how to pronounce Michael Michael's name. Oh, yeah. I've heard people say Pirine. Pirine. Sorry I if I'm mispronouncing it. I find it hard it, to believe. I don't know. He actually managed to get 50% of the carries. He's a rookie from Florida. I love Frank Gore. He's a Hall of Famer, and he is a stud. The fact that he's still going right now. But give the rookie the ball. Who cares? Give him the ball. Let him run 20 times. If he rushes (laughs) for 20 20 times for 40 yards, who cares? See if you have an asset there. But don't you know Adam Gaze loves Frank Gore? I love Frank Gore. They have a love affair. I love Frank Gore. If, if you try to apply common sense, Jerry, you're just not going to get anywhere with Adam Gaze. So whatever would make common sense, the most sensical thing, just do the opposite, and then we'll know what's going to happen. That's how you do it. And look, uh, Darnold, you know, I get it. I don't think Crowder played today, uh, or he didn't record a Crowder target. was injured. Crowder was yeah. out. He was out. Uh, you know, Perriman, their, their, their big-time acquisition. I get it. The weapons. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But don't sit here. A lot of you Jeff fans on Twitter who are my friends, and if you're listening, I'm talking to you. Darnold had a very beautiful pass in between both layers of the zone. It looked like he dropped it in beautiful, and everyone instantly was like, see, see, Darnold has it. Listen, maybe he does. He has a bad team. He doesn't have weapons. And also, he's been playing bad, and he's poorly coached. So, Yes, you could be really psyched up about that pass, but pump the brakes just a tiny, tiny bit. And it'll be real interesting, Jen, if the mm-hmm. Jets, say, finish with the worst record in football. Are you taking Trevor Lawrence? Oh, they've got to be taking Trevor Lawrence at this point, don't you think? But that means you're essentially saying what? You're saying we are moving on from Sam Darnold. Yes. Similar to the Giants. Like if the Giants finish with the worst record in football, although I think the Giants are not going to. I think they're going to win more games than the Jets. I think they're slightly I think, better. I think you take Trevor Lawrence, you fire your coach, and you say, battle it out, boys, for who gets to start, Sam Darnold or Trevor Lawrence. And you have yourself maybe the best quarterback and best co- backup quarterback in the league. You don't know. You make them fight it out. That's what I would do. But I, you have to switch the coach with it. Yeah. Now, if you're the Giants, and I like what Joe Judge has, is doing, although, God, like we've lost in heartbreaking ways. We've we've been in pretty much every game except for that 49er game. Could have beat the Bears, could have beat the Cowboys, could have beat the Eagles. Uh, and I guess we could have beat the Rams. That was a very, very low-scoring, close game. But if you're Joe Judge, who I don't think is in a fire-the-coat situation, but if the Giants get that number one pick, from what you've seen from Danny Dimes, and that was a Thursday game, let's talk about it. Do you move on from Danny Dimes and draft Trevor Lawrence, or you do you draft Trevor Lawrence and just let them battle it out, much like you've said with with the Jets? 
I think you probably draft Trevor Lawrence and let them battle it out. I think that's what you do. I don't see why not. I mean, I guess it was just going to have to see at the end of the year, it's easier to, right. to decide. I mean, and, and what are they doing with their coaching? Are they going to stay and stand pat? Are they going to change? But I think, I think that's what they'll do. Yeah. Shout but then out again, to- you know, they, they make really weird decisions. Like when they got Daniel Jones, why did they do that? I know. I know. I'm aware. I get it. Yeah. Shout outs to Cole Beasley. I I really was trying to steal him last week in one of my awful Devontae trade offers that I get. I remember I tried to get him thrown in, acting like, uh, it's Cole Beasley. I think Cole Beasley is a absolute threat at flex or third wide receiver in fantasy. He's obviously a possession receiver, but I mean, every now and then he led the team in targets. Like that dude is just a football player and I want him on my team. And I almost got him. I almost stole him away. Great game from like Beasley that. today. Played him in some fan duel lineups um, because once John Brown was out, right. it seemed like, oh, gotta be Beasley this week. That is a good call by you. Okay, the time has come. The time has come. We are gonna take a trip out to <laughs> Washington and talk about that football team but then we're also going to talk about your football team. Jen, what do you, uh, the floor yes. is yours. What do you have to say for yourself? The floor is yours. What do I have to say for myself? Yes. I, and you're with your team. Like, with what me. do you have to say? What do you have to say? I don't have anything to say about the team. The team is beat up. They're pathetic. They're not trying. And it's embarrassing. That's all I have to say. I mean, I freaking need Zeke to buy some super glue. I need Andy Dalton to stand up straight. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, literally, we're going to the four-string quarterback. It's 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 horrible. It's painful to watch. I can't keep my eyes on it the whole time. It's it's horrible. Poor C.D. Lamb. Thought he was, you know, we started out so great with Zeke and Dak and all the people. Like, we're going to win. We're really making a run for it. That's why they went and got Andy Dalton. Should anything happen to Zeke, that, I'm sorry, to Dak, that we would still have a shot. And it's just the whole thing's gone to crap. And it's because the, it starts with the defense, really, in my mind. Because even if your O-line is injured, and, and it is, which is terrible, and even if you have a backup quarterback, if your defense isn't going to ever help you at all, it's demoralizing. And you know what the real problem is? The freaking coaching staff. They don't care. They don't care. I don't think Mark McCarthy cares. They interviewed the players, and the players said privately to Jane Slater, you know, anonymously, we're, we're not even prepared. We don't have we don't have preparations for these games. I think Mike McCarthy just thought he was going to come in here and like you know have no problems. And and you know we all hated Jason Garrett, and maybe we'd just rather have him back now. <laughs> wow, a Cowboy fan who wants Jason Garrett back. I don't think I I've, mean I think I've heard it all. It can't be any worse. I mean than Mike McCarthy. I mean this is there is no improvement whatsoever. Zero. It's worse. You guys are officially in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes now as well. I think maybe well see I think maybe that's what what should happen. We just get I the best I, backup I, I, quarterback I, for Zach. Look, I'm just happy that Dak right now is buying his own private island on Zillow. Listen, I, I argued with Fabiano, Michael Fabiano on Twitter today. Uh, I've played in fantasy leagues with Mike, uh, really, really yeah. smart guy. I think he's, he's awesome. a Cowboy fan. I'm pretty sure he's a Cowboy he fan. He's definitely a, yeah. yes, he's definitely a Cowboy and fan. I, I basically, I was tweeting like, they should, you know, Dak deserves money, obviously. Like, look at, like, well, and basically, like, to me, I gave the Cowboys a compliment. To me, with Dak, at, in this exact moment in time, Cowboys with Dak, a healthy Dak, are the best team in the NFC East. I know that's yes. not saying much, and but that is my opinion. And he just basically called me crazy. He's like, the Eagles are so much better. Look at the Cowboys' offensive line. Look at the defense. Listen, I get it. The Eagles should have lost to the Giants on Thursday night. It was a dropped pass. The Eagles did not win that game. The Giants handed the game over to them. Or should I say, dropped the game over to them. So the Eagles should be 1-4-1 or whatever the hell their record is with the tie. The Eagles are also completely injured and have no O-line. Like, it's the same situation, except the Eagles have a little bit of defense. And that was my point. I was not saying long-term the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. By week 10, if guys start coming back for the Eagles, yes, then the Eagles are probably better than the Cowboys if they get healthy and stay healthy. But right now, if the Dak injury doesn't happen, I know how bad the Cowboy defense is. I know how bad the offensive line is. But 
the offense was so good right. that Dak would have dragged them past that. And That's I'm not right. saying to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying to win the NFC East. Like right. He got so carried away. I'm not saying to win the Super Bowl. I was saying to go 8-8 eight and eight and win the NFC East. Yeah, I think Dak and that terrible offensive line and defense could have did that. Because I don't know yeah, if the Eagles you're get right. healthy in time to catch back up. They do this every year. They come storming back when they get healthy toward the end. And now it's their division to lose. I mean, now they really only have to worry about Washington at this point, which I don't know how worried they need to be, but that was not fun. Um, wow. I, I'm thinking about dropping Gallup. Yeah, I think at this point, if there's somebody really good out there that you can, because there's no quarterback. We may not even have Andy Dalton at this point. Like, it's bad. So I don't really see Michael Gallup being someone that you need to have. I mean, as long as Dak was there, yes. And then as long as, you know, we had an O-line, then yes. But neither of those things exist anymore. So you can't keep saying, well, Michael Gallup, the threat's I'm going to keep gone. him. I mean, yeah. The threat of the Michael threat Gallup. The threat is gone. Which actually in fantasy might be actually better than the play of Michael Gallup. Actual play, was, right. uh Was good. Yeah, I'm going to really look... My problem in that the the league that I have Gallup rostered in, I'm not very deep at receiver at all. I think that's uh, I think that's Shark and um, and Gallup. Yeah, I'm just not very deep in that league at all. So I really I might that we're gonna have to talk about that on Thursday. I'm gonna have to find something out on the all wire. Right. Uh, tough to read from Washington. Um. I mean, really tough to read. Kyle Allen looked fine. Doesn't mean anything in fantasy. Gibson looked really good. Don't know how much it means in fantasy. The only thing that still stands out to me is McLaurin is a just absolute beast. His numbers, again, won't knock you over today. Seven for 90 with a touchdown, but he's a beast. And I don't know. I mean, how do we start giving Logan Thomas some, some yeah. love here? He's playing really well. Yeah. He's actually very highly targeted. Um, I think we, did we talk about this? Maybe, I can't remember if this was on the Fantasy Alarm show we talked about this or if we talked about this. But um, Logan Thomas is one of the most, tar- I think the seventh most targeted tight end so far on the season. And now after today, uh, maybe even higher. And he finally got into the end zone last week. He got into the end zone this week. I think Logan Thomas is a play. I think they want him to be a play. I mean, they don't have a lot of people to make plays in Washington. Yeah. They've got Terry McLaurin. And then who's after that? Sims, um, Inman. Yeah. Like nobody's exciting here. So it's it's Gibson, McKissick. They've been using McKissick a lot too. Not as much today, but um, he's been playing more snaps than Gibson most weeks. And McLaurin's the guy. Clarence the man. We're going to uh, stay in Texas for a second uh, and talk about the Packers-Texans game. This was a game we were all over, you and I, fantasy-wise. Yeah. All yeah, over yeah. it. I I think we both kind of pegged out Aaron Rodgers on a big bounce back week. That happened. I don't necessarily – I mean, it looks fine now, the numbers. And, like, they actually – that game went under, too. That under was – that over-under was 57 and a half. The Texans didn't quite hold up their end of the shootout bargain. Not mm-hmm. quite. They got some garbage time stuff, but it was to all the wrong guys. But yeah, I mean, right. this was all good chalk for us this week, as you would say, right? Yes. And I did. Yes, exactly. And I didn't have any of the Packers really. No, that's not true. I did pivot to Jamal Williams. Yes. As uh, many with did. With no Aaron Jones. As many did. And that was the only Packer I had this week. Um, I loved Aaron Rodgers as a choice. I just decided not to use him this week. Um but he, he, I mean, this all, this all was great stuff. I mean, look at this. Devonte Adams was a beast today, Ugh. absolute beast, which is what you want to see. Um, now the Texans are a perfect matchup for him. Their secondary is terrible. Um, so that was a great week. I mean, and Deshaun Watson wasn't bad either. He ended up throwing for 300 yards, you know, two touchdowns. Randall Cobb, actually the top receiver, interestingly. But revenge game out in the end zone. old team yeah revenge game yeah and look revenge we game. were all over brandon cooks uh pretty pedestrian seven for 60 but you know nine mm-hmm. targets so i just think going forward in daily fantasy FanDuel, and even in your like you know cooks i think is coming alive it, you know it didn't really pan out the way we were hoping it did but he's starting to really come up and then we can't leave this game without saying our deepest apologies to robert Tanyan. It's not Tanyan. 
We were been it's mispronouncing Tanyan. it. He correct. He just decided never to correct the media when they call him Tanyan or people like me who call him Robert motherfucking Tanyan. But in reality, it's Robert <laughs> motherfucking Tanyan. So we apologize. And you know what? And you know what's so adorable about that? You know why he never bothered is because he wasn't being talked about all the time. He just thought he was a nobody. He's like, well, I'm not a star, but you know what, baby? You're a baby, star. Baby, you're a star. You get your say, get say your name the way you, everyone say your name, and everyone's going to say the name the way you want them to say your name. I will That's never. It. Say my name. I will never mispronounce <laughs> your name again, especially whoever compared to uh, Funyuns. That was pretty cool. Um, we're going to go Bucks Raiders. That was, a, again, another very entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Carr has been fantastic. This year, yep. he really has fantasy yep. wise, NFL wise. He's been fantastic, but I still stand by what I said last week. I am fucking terrified for what's going on with Jacobs. Is he just getting that much attention? Is the O-line bad? Um, 10 rushes. They were playing behind no. most of the game. It's terrifying what's going well, on. In this particular situation, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense is one of the is probably the best in the league. Right. So in this particular situation, I don't think you can really I mean, we expected this, but also, yes, there is an O-line problem with the Raiders. And in fact, they were all on the COVID-19 list this week and didn't practice all week. And we didn't even know they were playing until Sunday morning. Their best guy was definitely on the COVID list. The other four were all sat from practice for the past four days because they were afraid they were too close to him. Then at the last minute, they came back in. So yeah, it didn't set up for a great game for Josh Jacobs. That being said, I always start my studs. So unless I had a James Robinson, I would have started James Robinson over him, but I wouldn't have started like Michael P. Ryan over him because I don't consider Michael P. Ryan a stud. I'm not going to start him over Josh Jacobs. I always start my studs in situations like that. I got to check because we're talking about Michael Gallup replacements. Is Aguilar available? Do you think? No. Or has um, he been gone? I, we were talking about him like two yes, weeks ago. He's available. Okay. Cause that's Most like places. a perfect replacement for, for Gallup. The, but the issue with Aguilar is before today, he was getting the touchdowns, but he wasn't getting the targets. Right. He got he him today. Like three targets. But today he did. Nine targets. So as of today, this just got interesting. Now, part of that is that Ruggs was seeing the toughest coverage. Right. So I always, like, I think we talked about that too. This isn't the best week for Ruggs. So that may not hold. They may have just schemed well. Um, but Aguilar is interesting, obviously. I mean, he seems to find the end He's zone. getting consistent. And, you know, he did some of this stuff in Philly. He was their deep threat, but he had a little bit of the drops. And he's catching everything. Mm-hmm. And his long was 44 yards. Like, he's a deep threat. Uh, you're right, though. But he mm-hmm. got the targets today. And he, you know, five of nine. So I'm, I'm, I think that's going to be the guy I go for if he's available in this league to swap out. Uh, as far as the Buccaneers, Tampa Bay. Wow. I, you know, I, in our, in our Gotham league, I paid like four bucks for Brady. I actually thought it was too much. I'm like, why did I, I could have got someone else for cheaper. Blah. Whew. When you, when you, when you get those Brady rushing touchdowns, it just is like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like a great present in the stocking on Christmas that you didn't, what you didn't really think was going to be there. Uh, your Ronald Jones love took a little bit of a hit because Leonard Fournette returned and he took 11 carries for 50 yards and looked pretty good, was running pretty, pretty, pretty tough. A little bit of a hit, but Ronald Jones still ended with the same amount of fantasy points as Leonard Fournette because he actually got the end zone. And rough game Works, for so. rough game for Mike Evans, guys like myself. I mean, Brady just spread the ball out all over the place. He hit like think nine or 10 different receivers. Gronk so, was basically got eight targets today. Godwin, who's been banged up most of the year, got a lot of targets. Mike Evans is starting to look. Mike Evans is Mike Evans. You can't ever not start Mike Evans, but it's getting crowded over there. Scotty Miller looking frisky. Okay, this is where, this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to ask you this as the Mike Evans owner, how do you feel about Antonio Brown? Um, because you know what? I'm not that concerned. I, I, I'm I'm mad. I'm mad about it. it. I'm mad about it for you, the Mike Evans owner. I'm mad about it for Chris Godwin. I'm mad about it for that entire team. And this is why. You know what, Tom Brady? 
I'm mad at you because I bought your act. I started thinking, oh, maybe Tom Brady's not that bad. Look how cute he is walking around on his Instagram with his buddy Gronk and oh, he's going to rally the team. No, this is all about you, Tom Brady, your personal vendetta with Bill Belichick. And I really don't like it at all that you're going to bring some douchebag like Antonio Brown into the locker room when you have guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Look at your receiving core. How much do you need, man? Do you need these people? No, you don't even need Antonio Brown. Why are you doing this? They already said, Arian said back in the day, he doesn't want that attitude in his locker room, but I guess he's not the coach anymore because you've taken over because it's all about you, you, you. And I'm mad that I fell for it. I started to think you were cute again. I started to think you were charming. You know what? I don't. Whoa. Go Drew Brees. Whoa. Um, that's, that, that's probably going to be, really, you're probably going to see that on Twitter tomorrow, Jen. That was a rant. That was a fantastic, uh, angry well, Tom Brady rant. I enjoyed it. Well, you, I, I hope you do. As the Mike Evans owner, it goes out to you. I, I, I to thank you, you the for Chris standing Godwin up for owner, me. And to you, the Gronkowski owner, which is really <laughs> all of America, because Rob Gronkowski is America. <laughs> Tom Brady. Well, let's go to New England and talk about the Patriots for a second. Um, I, I look the Niners. Got to give uh, shout outs to the entire coaching staff because they are as injured as you can be, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. starting to really figure it out. They're starting to put together, stringing together a few good wins and impressive. And you know, Jimmy G still didn't look particularly good but good enough the run game no, is jimmy great. g always looks good oh jeez oh jeez um no. i don't even really know what to make of what's going on in new england i mean it's it's yeah. tough i mean obviously you can never count the pats out it's bill belichick right. it's cam newton uh cam had a rough day today with three picks the running core is confusing the receiving core is even more confusing and yeah, I, I mean, just go Niners. You know, Debo looked good. Kittle was fine. I, your guy, Ayuk, who you've been on since the beginning, mm -hmm. is like, <laughs> that's who maybe too. Is he available? I'll take Ayuk and get rid of Gallup. Is there anyone on from this oh, game yeah, I could get rid sure. of for Gallup for, and trade him out? I mean, I would definitely take Ayoka over Gallup. No but question Debo, about it. But Debo available. I'll take Debo. I would take Debo over Gallup. Yep, I would take Debo. Absolutely. Um, you know, what's weird to me about this game is though, Jeff Wilson, Yeah. where was Jarrett McKinnon? We all expected Jarrett McKinnon. We thought maybe Jeff Wilson would show up and Jermichael Hasty would show up and they did, but we didn't think he would show up to the tune of three touchdowns and 112 yards. I mean, it was just absurd, but you know what? Let me ask you this early voting coach of the year is Kyle Shanahan in the running. If he can do this, because to me, it's like Shanahan and Vrabel. Because we know Andy Reid is brilliant. We know Bill Belichick, all blah, blah, blah. Vrabel and Shanahan, both of those guys, they just, it, they impress me to no end what they can do. Look, I, you know, he's he's getting closer every week because again, he they, they arguably have the yeah. most banged up team, you know, coming off of a Super Bowl appearance that you could have. So they're, they're, they're treading water and now they're starting to mm -hmm. get, they're starting to get a little right. ridiculous again on defense yeah. and on offense. So I think he's up there. I think right now it's still, I mean, who is the coach of the year right now? Tomlin? I don't know. Can't forget about Tomlin. Tomlin's really good too, Harbaugh. but yeah, Tomlin's a great, Tomlin's a good I guess choice. my, I, I, if I'm casting a vote, I mean, Andy Green's still up there, but they're so loaded. I guess whenever Pittsburgh and the Ravens play each other, the winner of that game is going to be my leading they're candidate. <laughs> For coach of the year. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm leaning towards Vrabel right now. I just think what the Tennessee Titans have done has been pretty impressive. Oh, they would have stole Again, that with today. very little. Yeah. If been. they had won today, yeah, that's true. All right. Last game before we wrap up and go catch the rest of uh the Seahawks game is Jags Chargers. What a fun game. It was so what fun to watch. Game. I did not like the fact that they threatened our boy Gardner Minshew's job out of the gate, saying if he doesn't play well, we're gonna bench you. For who? I didn't either. That's what I was thinking too. And then I was thinking as I was watching it, James Robinson is trying to save Gardner Minshew's job. He was trying so hard. <laughs> James He's Robinson. He's such a nice boy, isn't he? James, I love him so much. James Robinson was legitimately trying to win this game by himself. And he, and was, he almost did. He was diving. He was like, like, 
there were plays where it's like, just go down. And he wasn't going down. Like he, he played with such heart. So good. I have to I say. I know. I love him. Love that guy. Love him. Love him. Uh, and and so-so performance for uh, for Gardner Minshew. Um, we already raved about Herbert. It's the real deal. It's officially here. Um, I guess, where do you rank Herbert for fantasy in terms of a starter? Like, if you're in a 12-team league, is he... Is he the twelfth best quarterback? Is he starting? Yeah, I think he is. Has he cracked I think the top at this 12? point, I think he has it, uh, because he's been consistent. He's been consistently good, and he's a playmaker. He makes plays with his legs. He's not afraid to run. He's a mobile quarterback. He had a touchdown, rushing touchdown today, sort of, uh, whatever. And um, he puts up a lot of points. And he's not afraid. And he's got probably the best arm of the rookie class. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we've all known how good Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen is, but we were wondering, well, how's he going to be now that Rivers is gone? And yeah, and I mean, his numbers are only getting better and better. Guyton is also maybe someone that might replace yes. Michael Gallup with at this point. And Mike Williams is someone I am a fan of. He didn't have a great game today. Uh, they didn't really necessarily need him to use but him. Yeah, he's he's another. He's kind he, of a they, deep threat. They're but, a really good I two mean, and well, four. They are. They're really good two and four. Um, they just need to use their players the way that they should, I think, you know, and if they can figure out this backfield a little more and quit making it such a jumble, that would be helpful. <laughs> you know, Kelly, Johnson, uh, Jackson, like just, just kind of like trust one and go with it. You know, I know they, they're missing Austin Eckler, but, uh, but overall, this is a super exciting game. I used him in my waiver wired um, contest and it was very, very helpful. Yeah, okay. Well, really quick before we wrap up, because that's our last game. I, I pulled up my, and I, I won this week in this league. This is the CJ McConley, the one I really want to win probably most. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's my receiving core. So I have Galladay. So I have my number one receiver, and I'm good. Okay? Okay. Uh, my running backs, I have Connor and Dalvin Cook. Hopefully Dalvin Cook's going to be coming back healthy and happy. Uh, but here's where I get into a little bit of a problem now. Number two receiver and flex, right? So today I ran Galladay out there, Gallup, and I had to put Chark there at flex because Dalvin Cook's hurt. And I didn't trust Jerry Judy, rightfully so, against Kansas City, as we discussed. And I didn't, I didn't trust Zach Moss either in, at flex. Can I even put Chark at number two wide receiver and feel good about it at this point? Like, yeah, I, I'm in some I'm trouble. And is this Minshew thing, like, is... Chark as trustworthy as he used to be. I mean, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. I am too. And I've been really nervous about it too. And every time I start him, I'm like, I know I should start him, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. And then it often doesn't work out. I, I, I am really confused with this whole Jaguars thing. And it, I, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. And I wish I did. Yeah. I'm, I, I definitely on Thursday, I'm going to, I'm going to try and pick up a bunch of guys and I think I'm going to be saying farewell to uh Ryan Tannehill at this point because I was I'm rostering three quarterbacks this is the Drew Brees Justin Herbert Tannehill Tannehill performed well for me last week Justin Herbert's my MVP for the day so I'm gonna I, I have some room to cut some Noah fans back so I could cut Darren Fells I gotta sign some receivers yeah. and then maybe Thursday you could help me figure out yeah. this receiving core because it's getting bad yeah I need to probably go through all my teams and it's, you know, more than halfway now, but I got to tell you, one of the things about this Jacksonville team is I don't think anybody expected, um, James Robinson. And I think that's changed everything about the way the team plays, about the way we see the team, about the way the receivers are used. He's just the wild card. And I think it's mostly good, but it does change everything. It does. And I guess, I mean, you can't necessarily build around a running back these days, but you got to right. really, you know, you have a piece there and you do. I mean, Conley's good. They have some receiving pieces too. So, uh, yeah. Do you have any, have you even looked ahead and looked forward to tomorrow night? Do you have any yeah, picks for tomorrow I mean, night before we say yeah. farewell? I mean, tomorrow night, uh, one thing to be aware of is that Allen Robinson's probably going to be getting the Jalen Ramsey treatment. He's so far out, ta out targets everyone on the team, though, that that makes it a little tricky. My guy after that to go to is, is going to be Jimmy Graham because he's kind of the number two target there. Otherwise, you're looking at either 
Anthony Miller or Darnell Mooney. Boring, boring, boring. No superstars. So I'm, I'm looking that way. Uh, obviously, Montgomery is someone that you could use. But again, he's not someone with a huge ceiling of points. On the other side, it's Cooper Cup night. Oh, is it? I benched yep. him. <laughs> it's Cooper Cup night. Oh, Cooper Cup night. You know, the Bears matchup, yeah. not going to be that tough for no, him? No, not for Cooper Cup. It's his night. All right. Well, I am definitely going to need you on Thursday for sure. And we will talk to you all on Thursday where we will recap the FanDuel mystery guest winner if they won. And we'll let you know who Mm -hmm. that was. And uh, we'll go over our Howard Bender uh, situation. And then we'll get you your FanDuel picks. And uh, week seven. Wow. Very impressed with you week seven. I enjoyed it. Uh, Jen, I will see you Thursday. Yes. Yes, you will see me Thursday. All right. Take care, guys. 